I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have Renee West, author of Death by Chaos, which won the Indie Reader Discovery Awards. That is something we are going to talk to Renee about. But first, welcome to the show, Renee. Thank you. It's great to be here. We're excited to have you. I actually did read Death by Chaos, and I have to say, I've never read anything like it. Oh, wow. That's an interesting comment. Okay. <laughs> Coming from me, that's an impressive comment, Shelley. No <laughs> well, I'm going to take that as a good thing. <laughs> you should, yeah. Now I want to hear more. Okay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your book. Well, the book is about four women who really come from different walks of life who are thrown together as roommates their freshman year. And what I like about these characters is I think they would never have crossed paths on that campus if it wasn't for the fact that they were randomly thrown as roommates. And they're very different personalities, have very different opinions and aspirations, but they're all highly accomplished. And I think they... I hate to use this cliche phrase, but in many ways, they complete each other. They complement each other. And instead of um, becoming rivals or um, snitty with each other, for the most part, they develop a wonderful friendship that gets them through the years. Now, however, their um, path on this charmed life kind of hits a roadblock when a student... (laughs) Sorry, roadblock is just such an understatement. Go. (laughs) When a student is found dead on campus and one of the four becomes the main suspect and she doesn't help her cause because she goes missing. And one of the other four knows a lot more than she's revealing to the police, to the campus, even to the other two roommates who remain for decades oblivious to everything. For decades. For decades. And it comes to close to about the 20th reunion for them, the college reunion, when the, the one who knows a lot, because the other one is still missing. She decides it's time to everybody to grow up, to, you know, get the truth out there. But she realizes there are missing pieces of the puzzle and she wants everything out there. So she's got to do a little bit of research. And somebody comes into her life, well, comes into the life of all three of them. The best way I like to describe him is a handsome guy on a motorcycle. (laughs) He seems to know more than what he should know. And so Tasha is now kind of concerned, is he a friend? Is he a foe? Can I trust him? Is he helpful? Will he get in the way? And it's basically her goal is to... To finally get the truth out there. And do they? At the end? (laughs) Excuse you, this is a spoiler-free conversation. Okay. Okay, so let me put it this way. Is there a book two or is this a self-contained book? You know what? It started off as a self-contained because I love these women. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are women I would want to hang out with. And I think sometimes the beauty of writing is you can kind of create your perfect friends or your perfect environment. But um, enough people have said to me they want to know more. Mm-hmm. And so I am, while I'm working on a second book, the one I planned on after that is 
as a follow-up. I wouldn't call it as so much a sequel in that a lot of things, I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but a lot of things won't be addressed in the second one. They will be a little bit older and will have new issues. But (laughs) But you get to return to the same world with the same people. Yes. I did find this book really interesting. Um, And I don't want to turn this into a book review, but I did find it really interesting that it covered such a wide span of time. I've rarely read a book that had the audacity to be like, yes, and here's 24 years of someone's life. But you really did that with this. I wonder, I wonder why did you choose to do kind of all 24 years in one book instead of making it a series or something where they were puzzling it out over a longer period of time? I don't know. I think maybe because I maybe am a little bit of an older person and I felt in some ways I understood them very well as older ladies. I've also felt, as you know, I started it in the 70s and I understood women or actually the 60s, 70s, and I understood women then. And I don't know. I just thought it would take 20 years to develop the friendship to the point where it was. And I would also think it would take 20 years for that one character to grow up and finally realize that she had somewhat of a responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, I just thought, you know, the idea of a 20 year reunion, sort of the idea of reunions, I think always hit everybody a little bit of a shock. You know, everybody wants to start losing weight. Everybody wants to start looking, you know, fabulous. And they start, you know, um, upgrading their resume to look fabulous, you know, at these things. And I just felt that this was going to be a good time for her to finally take action. And I also wanted all the women to be accomplished in their careers at that time. So, okay, my last plot question, and then we're going to move on to other things. (laughs) What is the deal with all of the mythology references? Because they're never brought up. They're ne- nobody seems to notice that literally everything in this world is named for something in mythology or has something to do with mythology. And Tasha just keeps dropping all of these. She keeps referencing the fates and all this stuff. But it's not like they're living in a parallel universe or something. It seems to be our world just with mythology sort of squished in over the top in a very intriguing way. Tell me why, please. Because Emma would have found that right away. She would have been like zeroed in in on it. In many (laughs) ways, first of all, I love Greek mythology. I love the goddesses. And one of my favorite myths is, you know, the um, apple of discord, which involves four goddesses. But what, as a feminist myself, and as somebody who came of age during what I call the second wave of feminism, the one thing that... I can say bothers me a little bit about Greek mythology is how the goddesses don't get along, how they're so competitive Mm -hmm. and they try to derail each other. So what I kind of thought it'd be fun to create for modern goddesses and astute readers who know mythology will recognize how each one of them represents one of the four. Now, if you're not into mythology, it won't matter. And I've had some friends who knew when I explained that to them, went, oh, oh. And they go, I was a business major. What do I know about mythology? (laughs) I felt um, like I was playing a drinking game where I didn't know the rules. Like, not all the mythology references. (laughs) But anyway, I wanted, instead of being at each other's throats, I wanted them to be 
you know, getting along. I wanted this deep friendship. I wanted them completing each other. And then I wanted to create a situation where their friendship was tested, but they, so, but they come through. And so, yes, there is references to quite a bit of mythology. They are inspired by, you know, some of my favorite early stories. So it's kind of like your own little Easter egg in there. Just, oh, yes, just so you know. <laughs> yes, it is. And in fact, when I first had this book reviewed and I talked with publicists about it, you know, as any author needs to do as far as getting the book out there, they told me to downplay the mythology and that most people wouldn't get it. And I hate to say this, most people wouldn't care. And they said, you know, just sort of play up the women as they are, as they are contemporary women. So I am thrilled that you picked up on that. Oh, I yeah, uh, trust me. Um, <laughs> I, I started, I had to fight the urge to get a highlighter. I do not mark in books, but I was like, you know, I could mark every reference to mythology. And I think like half the book would be yellow if I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet there are people who talk about other things about it, you know, the reference to classic films and other things. So mm-hmm. yeah, so great. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah, there's definitely, um, there's a lot of different things in here that, I think depending on where you come from as a reader, you'll see different things and you'll recognize different things. I didn't know many of the films referenced except by, you know, reputation. I hadn't actually seen them. So those sort of like, okay, yeah, you know, they sort of passed me by, but the mythology references kind of were flashing lights because that's something I do know. I want to shift us though, because I said this wasn't going to be a book review and I, we spent 10 minutes talking about the book. (laughs) So let's talk about this Indie Reader Discovery Award. How did you become a contestant for that? What did you have to do? Tell us everything. Well, I, um, I, I hired myself what I'd call a publicist. And he said, you know, you really should enter some, you know, book contest. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, you know, uh, you know, that's a little scary. I, it's hard to explain. It's just a little, it's like entering a beauty contest to me. It's going to be so judged. You know, just put it out there. A reader can, you know, whatever. But I thought, oh, so I was really kind of scared. But he very much encouraged me, and and so I have to give, you know, his name is Brian. I have to give him a lot of points for that, and I have thanked him. And basically, you just look at the, um, go to the website, which I don't have right off the bat. But you know, just look at it and see the categories. And I think that was important to figure out which category. And I, I did pick a few, and I did, one of them was women's issues. I felt even though this was fic- fiction, there's a lot of mythology, there are a lot of issues brought up for women, especially contemporary women, especially women of that era. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, I just sent in the application, sent in a copy of the book. Th- that was basically it, and, you know, I was thrilled when I got the announcement. Yeah, that's it's really exciting. It, it, it really is. And I would definitely encourage, you know, anybody to just, you know, not be afraid like I was, but just go do it. I mean, the worst thing is you don't win. Yeah. So did, yeah. did it cost money to enter? Yes, is it- it, yes, it did. And I can't remember the exact price. I'm As my, bus- my friend, the business major, knows, Unless I just purchased something, I can't remember at what anything cost. <laughs> well, we will uh, put the in, the website in the description of this podcast so that people can go look for themselves at the latest information. Yeah. Shelly, you had a question. 
So do you find yourself looking for other things to enter now or oh, was yeah. that just a one-time thing that you wanted to try for? Uh, definitely, no, I entered a few and I was a finalist in another one. Nice. So, you know, so that, that was kind of exciting. What it did for me was, I don't know how to say this, but I felt weird writing a book since that had not been my career. And, you know, you sort of hate to be one of these people that bug you, bugs you, all your friends to buy your <laughs> books and say nice things. I just don't want to be that kind of friend. And anyway, once I won the award, it just boosted my confidence. It, right. you know, I sort of, leak, I, I sort of joke with my brother when he goes, yeah, you're the author. I go award winning author now. <laughs> award-winning author thank you i told my son i want i want award-winning author in my obituary which, you know, and of course the smart ass said you think you're getting one you know anyway. the best way to get your obituary properly sorted is to write it yourself before you die. exactly yes I'm just and saying. i'll give it to my daughter i can trust her That's but funny. anyway but um no it gave me the confidence and so as far as publicizing it and without saying, you know, hey, do me a favor. You're my friend. Didn't I give you a ride to the airport once read my book? <laughs> I can now say I am thrilled to announce I have been awarded and I'll find people seem to. Oh my God, it must be good. Not because he <laughs> says it's good, but somebody, a total stranger said it was good. Mm-hmm. He got validation for you. It was. It really, and so it really helped me. Um, it built up my confidence to talk about it more and to, you know, write more blogs about it and everything. So it, it definitely was worthwhile. What brought you to the writing life? Because I, I understand you were a theater teacher. Do I have that right? Yes. Uh huh. I taught um, drama in a performing arts program. And it was a magnet program. Right before I joined you, I'm making arrangements to get together with some former former students. Oh. One is visiting in town, and we're, we're all getting together. But I would sometimes have classes, like 40 kids. And because of bus schedules and everything, when I would do two big productions a year, I would most of the rehearsals would be during class time. And so I, I would have, it was hard finding scripts that would accommodate up to 40 kids. And so I began writing my own. Now, because I know junior high kids and their little attitudes, I never, <laughs> I never told them I wrote it. It was always, I found this script, kids. <laughs> and there was, a, there was some pre-casting on my part. I would, I would look at my kids who were the real talented ones and sort of kind of create roles for them. And one year I had a student who was talented, but he was such a troublemaker and so unreliable that I kind of created a real quick scene for him where he could show off, he could ad lib, he could do whatever he wants and then get off the stage. (laughs) That's so cool that they had this like you know, completely customized script. And they didn't even and know they it. They were great. I mean, and so that's sort of when I started writing. And I wrote, you know, um, like I was on the newspaper and um, yearbook staff in high school and college. I did, I did things like that. So I always enjoyed writing. And I think as I, you know, I was getting to the point... I wasn't traveling as much. I wasn't doing things. COVID hit. And I just thought, I'm just going to get very focused on it. 
And uh, for me, making the time a few hour block to be focused and having the muse on your shoulder, that is like when I'm successful. Mm-hmm. You know, I admire people that can write, sit down and create something amazing in 15 minutes, then go to work, come back during lunch hour, write. You know, I need that time block. So do you do that daily? Not so much during the holidays. I'm, um, <clears throat> I enjoy the holidays. You know, I'm very <laughs> social during the holidays. And so I'm now starting to get back to it, but it's not daily at this moment. Come um, February 1st, it will become way more daily. I will, I create uh, deadlines for myself. And I will say that's one nice thing about being an independent author is I don't necessarily have an a publisher yelling at me to get something done. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you need that. Sometimes, you know, it's kind of nice to work at your own pace. And why did you decide to go indie? Was that part of it? That was part of it. I, you know, I checked both ways. There's pros and cons. And the one thing I have learned is that there used to be sort of a stigma, like mm-hmm. you know, a self-published book. But it's become a huge industry. What I found is there are people who are willing to help you get your book published. Now, it costs money. Don't get me wrong. There are people who are willing to help you publicize it. There are people who are willing to read it and give a little bit of feedback. And I have found that to be very, very important. Mm -hmm. And I'm just finding that there just isn't quite the stigma. And I think also I've gotten to the point in my life where, gosh, if there is, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is like there was a lot more control and it was getting it out quicker. Uh, You know, when I was reading about sometimes the years it could take to get a book published, whereas once if you go indie, it takes a few weeks for it to get published, and then you could put it on Amazon and Kindle and everything else very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the freedom. I, I like the freedom. I like Then I can kind of pick and choose who I want to help me. Right. For me, it's very satisfying. Basically, because it's better. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the other reasons? Just real quick. I mean... You know, the speed thing is a big one. They, they oh, want to get huge. books out quickly. Um, we've had people say, I had a weird idea and nobody wanted it at that moment, which is a hard one. You know, you can spend a lot of time pitching to agents, pitching yeah. to publishing houses, and you, it's a great idea, but it's not the thing of the moment, so it doesn't get picked up. I've had people talk about the price sharing, you know, the cost sharing, and the fact that, like, if you have all these agents and publishers and all that, what you're making off of your book may not be what you want it to be in order to make it a lifestyle. Uh, Shelly, are you thinking of any others that I missed? No, you did the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can understand that. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I think I didn't like wanting to beg somebody, please take my book. It was kind of nice, you know, get, just getting it out there. And as I said, I think the control, the independent control is a big draw for me. Yeah, that's yeah. why I do it too. I'm independent oh, in everything. <laughs> We don't even have sponsors on our podcast. That's right. It's all us. There are no ads. No ads. Totally free. Woo. That is brave in this day and age. That is brave. Good for you. (laughs) I mean, we're not making any money, but we love it. So that's okay. Well, I want to thank you, Renee. It was a great time talking to you. It was uh, fabulous. 
I'm I'm glad your publicist reached out to us because I got to read a cool book. So oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you know in the future to talk with you ladies again. You're you're a lot of fun, and I wish you well in your lives. Oh, real thank quick you. before we go. Okay. What is your website so people can go check you out and look out for the next book? Okay, ReneeWest.com. And, of course, Renee is spelled weird, R-E-N-A-I-I-W-E-S-T. Renee with two eyes. Go check her out. It's a pretty cool book. And, you know, grab your highlighter and see if you can find all of the mythology <laughs> references. And let me know. I mean, I should do a contest. Yeah, it's you a should. drinking game. You should do a contest. <laughs>